My name is Drew, and I get to be the lead pastor here, but not because I wanted to. I'll explain that in, in a minute. Today, we're going to be talking about living baptism, about a willing death in a dying world. And this week and next week, we're going to focus on those two aspects of, of dying and rising. So today, we're going to be talking about dying to a dying world, and next week, we're going to be talking about the rising of salvation in our lives and what it means to really rise up. And, and the truth is that in baptism, we're not talking about some religious ceremony. We're talking about a living, beautiful portrait of kingdom discipleship. It's a living symbol. It's a reenactment of salvation rising up in a dying world. And we do live in a dying world. So let me just make it really, really clear. Baptism is a willing death in a dying world. In Romans chapter 6, verses uh, 4, the scripture says, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. So there's a whole lot in that, to be buried with Christ in baptism. In the introduction, you've seen how baptism works. You've seen the the immersion into the water, the complete surrender and going under. It is a symbol of, of the six feet of dirt that will cover us all. But we also live a third day life. As we are raised to walk in the newness of, of life, we do not stay down. We rise up if we're willing to die. And so that's what I want to tell you today that maybe a little different is that baptism is a beginning event, but, but like salvation, it's an ongoing reality. We have to learn to live baptism and to, to every day offer God our willing death to this dying world. You see, Jesus Christ, the scripture says that he came to seek and to save what was lost. And I got to admit to me, that's kind of offensive. What are you talking about? I'm lost. You know, uh, don't I know how to live my life? And the short and long answer to that is no, I don't. You see, Jesus Christ always provokes a crisis of decision. Uh, he leads us to hard forks in the road moments for the sake of eternity. He asks for painful, even impossible things that, that don't seem right, that, that often I don't want. But when we choose to follow him, we choose to stop loving our will and our way and this world. And we choose to die to all of that and and in that dying, there's a whole new experience born. We rise up in the footsteps of Jesus. We listen not to our own will and the crazy between our ears. We begin to listen to the sanity of the voice of God. We, we begin to listen to the, to the words of the one who created the world, whose words were, were always creative, redemptive, powerful, and unstoppable. And, and there's an eternal difference when, when we stop living in a dying world and we start dying to a dying world and living in a resurrected son. The scripture in 1 John chapter 2, 15 makes it really, really clear how this love thing works and, and really how love ties into our, our living baptism. Here the scripture says, do not love the world or anything in the world. It's really hard because Jesus always provokes a crisis and leads us to these fork in the road moments where we have to choose to go with him or live without him. And then the scripture goes on to say, if anyone loves the world, um, love for the Father is not in them. That is really exclusive. I 
It's a one or the other thing. Just as Jesus said, you cannot serve both God and money. You cannot love him and the world. They divorce each other. One, um, one rises, the other falls, one way or the other. And then the scripture says in, in verse 16, for everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. And then the end of the scripture gives us kind of a clue in terms of, of uh, investment strategies or, um, you know, if you were a gambling person, which I hope you're not, uh, this would be an inside tip. For the world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. So right there uh, is a clear portrait of what's going to win and what's going to lose. Baptism. It's a willing death in a dying world. And I want you today to, to really consider how you're living your baptism. So let me begin to unfold that. You see, Jesus expects every believer to be baptized. The scripture says in Matthew 18, uh, verses 20 and following, um, that Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Now, that's a confidence thing. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, all people groups. There are no boundaries. There are no barriers. There is no us or them. Um, there is no nationalism in this. This is, this is the Father's love poured out on the whole world. Every son or daughter who, who's ever been brought into his image, God says they're worth his life and they're worth ours going after. So we make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The whole fullness of the deity of God, the Trinity brought to bear in the redeeming life of every broken soul. And Jesus promised that as we engage on this incredible mission for life, we, we will then teach them to obey everything that he commanded. We, we help people find and follow Jesus. We, we walk with them as friends. And Jesus promised that as our friend, he would be there as well. And surely I will be with you to the end of the age. Jesus actually expects every believer to be baptized. This means you. And then Jesus expects every believer to live their baptism. It's, a, it's an over and over reality of, of dying and rising and dying and rising and dying and rising again. And Jesus put it this way in Luke 9, 23, if anyone would come after me, they must deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. And then Jesus said in various ways at various times, for what's it going to profit if you gain everything in this world? If, if you got all that you wanted, the irony of that is that at the end of getting all that you want, you're not going to want what you got. It's still going to leave you um, hungry, thirsty, dissatisfied, longing for more because the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, it's never satisfied and then in the end, it leaves you dead. It's the ultimate fail. And so Jesus expects us to live our baptism. And this, this symbol, this reenactment, this living portrayal of, of what discipleship all, is all about, about the surrendering of my will and, and dying to my way and publicly identifying with Jesus Christ as Lord, that's not a one-time reality. Like life-changing salvation, it does not stop. It is to be a daily practice. And really, this is what separates true Christianity from, from churchianity and from shallowness. 
It's what separates hypocrisy from authenticity, even broken authenticity, where we, where we fail and fail and fail again, but we, we get up and we own it and we, we start over and we allow the love of God to resurrect our lives on a daily basis. So are you living your baptism? Jesus was very, very clear about this. If you want to be my disciple, it takes your death. It took my death. It's going to take your death. The free gift of salvation is free in one sense, but it's not in another. It cost God his son. It cost heaven its most valuable gift. It cost Christ his life, and it will cost you yours. So it really is a high-cost endeavor. And there's no wiggle room in this. It's not a matter of, of uh, you know, being qualified because of your parents or, or what you know. Um, there will be pastors in, in the end who will not be in heaven. Jesus said, many will come to me in that day and say, Lord, Lord, did we not? And then name all these great things. And Jesus will say, I never knew you. You never died to yourself to let me live in you so that we could walk together through life. So, so understand that living your baptism is not an option for some super saints or, or some high-powered Christians. Every disciple is called to live a life-changing salvation that overflows into a world-changing love. And the only way that happens is that we die to our own will and our own way and our own agendas because our way is broken. And in your own strength, you cannot live the will of God. You cannot live for Jesus Christ. You cannot do this in your own strength. In fact, it's such a complete impossibility that that we literally have to die and let Jesus remake us and and then actually live through us like a hand in a glove. Baptism is a willing death to a dying world. So here's what you have to do. Live your death to find your life. And and this touches something really deeply in all of us, um, especially deeper in, in some of us with, with you know, certain personality types. And, and there's something in some of us that, that feels the death of this world and, and sometimes doesn't want to be in it. Well, Satan's going to twist that and, and, and say that you should take your life, but you should not take your life. What you should do is give your life. And there is a dying that has to happen, but it's not a, a dying that, that's, that's physical at your hands. It's a dying that's spiritual in your will so that you give up your life and, and you give it to Jesus. Get yourself off your hands. Get your bitterness and your brokenness uh, off your hands and give it to Christ. Give your failure and your inability to ever get it right. Give it to Jesus. And when you give your life to Jesus, he takes it and recreates it and, and joyfully enjoys it with you. But this is not a one-time thing. Salvation is a new birth. And, and as any of you who have ever had a child know, that birth is a beginning. You don't leave your baby at the hospital. Oh, I had my child. No, yeah, great. I'm glad you did. But now you get the joy of nurturing and living and encouraging and, and sharing all the, the sorrow and the sadness and, and the victories of life with that child. And so it is with the Father with you every single day. So I gotta ask you, how's your discipleship going? Are you living a dumbed down uh, Christian life? Is Jesus really the Lord of your life? When the, when the world wakes you up in the morning, do you see the Savior calling you to follow him that day? Do you see every day as a gift? And, and when life is overwhelming and you don't understand it, do you, do you turn to Jesus and say, I see you and I know that you've got this. 
Are you living on mission for him? Is it your mission to help people find and follow the son? Do you have an eternal perspective on life or are you stuck in this world in time? I'm telling you, too many of you are living small lives. You were called to the greatness of Christ. You were called to to the glory of God, to portray the glory of God, to live Jesus Christ in a broken world. Are you answering your call? Pastor Drew, you don't know me. I I can't. You know, dead people don't really talk a lot. I've never found any of the dead people I've been around to really dominate the conversation. But when we die and all the self-pity and all the I can'ts and all the, the limitations of our life in this world, they die with that death. And and then something rises in us, salvation rises. And in that, there are infinite possibilities and a savior who says, in us that I, I can do all things through Christ. Nothing's impossible. Baptism is a willing death to a dying world. So live your death to find your life. And, and the truth is that, that the fork in the road moment for you, maybe for all of eternity, is, is, is now in this season of life where you're gonna decide whether you're really gonna get serious about dying to yourself and paying the price to follow Jesus, or whether or not you're gonna to try to live some cheap grace, some imitation Christianity, some, some you know, mamby-pamby religion that, that is nothing to no one and, and, and has no impact on forever. You gotta decide in this moment, are you willing to die? Romans 6 emphasizes the necessity of dying to our sinful lives in a sinful, broken world. And there, the scripture says in in just a beautiful way, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. Listen to this. We are those who have died to sin. What would it it look like to the world if, if Christians were known as the people who died to sin? the people who were so selfless that that there was something supernatural about them. There was never self-interest. There was never self-serving. There was never never the old broken agendas of 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 a bitter, fallen down, sinking life. No, there's something rising up in them that was attractive, compelling, intriguing, and inviting. We are those who have died to sin. That's who you are in Christ. Then if you have made peace with sin in your life, if you have made peace with your brokenness, if you have made peace with your bitterness, your unforgiveness, your anger towards others, if you have made peace with your own anger uh, and, and, and corrupt attitude towards yourself, you need to repent. You need to let it go. You need to die to those things. Romans 6 then goes on to say, how then can we live in sin any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death. We are therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life in the exact same way that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father. You are called to that same experience that you die and through the glory of the Father, every single day, you are, you are empowered of God, indwelt by the Holy Spirit. You are anointed by the call of God. You are, you are taught by the, the, the wisdom of God. And you live in such a way that you radiate a new life. We die to the world now and we rise with Jesus 
or we live in the world now and we die later without him. It's our choice. Baptism. It's a willing death to a dying world. And, and so you got you to gotta live your death to find your life. And that really is the missing piece for a whole lot of us. It's that simple. It's, it's right there in front of you. All of the stuff of, I don't know how, and I, 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 I am stuck spiritually and I'm not growing. It's, it's all right here in the dying. There is no resurrection without a crucifixion. It, it, it can't happen. And, and there's a whole lot of us out there that are trying to make that a reality. You can't do it until you willingly die to this world and your love for it. You cannot be resurrected with Jesus Christ. That's the price of your faith. So let me just share a couple of things and and kind of draw things to a close. You can't live without a baptism you haven't had. Let me put that better. You can't live a baptism you haven't had. So we've got to back up a little bit for some of you who, who have not been baptized as believers. Let me remind you that baptism doesn't save you. Your faith in Jesus Christ does. But we practice a baptism that is by immersion because Jesus did. So so this isn't a saving ritual. It is a surrendering ritual. And it is in the failure to surrender that there there is an act of unwillingness that is tied to, uh, to our salvation. So it's not a work that we do to be saved. It is a surrender that we show that we are saved. And again, we, we practice baptism by immersion. So let me just kind of unpack in a practical way. You've kind of seen the pictures at the beginning of what baptism looks like. And, and it's a living, beautiful portrait of, of the disciples' journey. So we're buried with Christ in baptism and raised to walk in the newness of life. I realize that there are other faiths and, and practices that, that sprinkle and, and do other things. And this isn't a matter of, of, of a heart of legalism on our part. It's just we want all of us to be at the same starting point um, as, as the race of life begins in believer's baptism. And we practice baptism by immersion because, because that's what we see in the New Testament. That's what Jesus did. The scripture says that, that as Jesus went under the water, that when he came up out of the water, a voice from heaven spoke to him. Well, if he came up out of the water, where was he? He, he was beneath it. Look in Matthew chapter 3, um, verses 13 through 17. Jesus uh, encounters John, and John doesn't want to baptize him, but this is an expression of surrender and humility even on Jesus' part. And, and this is one of the beautiful things about our Savior. He never does anything that he hasn't, he never asks us to do anything that he hasn't himself done. I love that authenticity about Jesus. And so he who asked you to be baptized was. He who asked you to die to the world did. He who gave up his life for the love of the Father invites you to do the same, what he's already done. Some other faiths will sprinkle infants and and children, and, 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 and I understand that, and our point today is not to cast aspersions at anybody else. I'm, I'm not here to explain anybody else's practice. I'm, I'm here to, to try to share with you um, what we believe the Bible says and, and invite you to read it for yourself and to see what you choose to believe. Baptism is your public profession of faith. Um, it's for you, but it's not about you. This is about identification with Jesus. So from time to time, 
Um, I, I hear people say, well, I don't like to be in front of people. Well, what's the subject of that sentence? Wait a minute, we're, we're back to your failure to die now because baptism is a willing death to a dying world. And, and so I get it. I, I, you don't like to, to be in front of people. I, I just want to say that the only reason that I serve in this role as, as a shepherd is because Jesus made me. I don't like to be in front of people either. But Jesus told me to. So now I've got that fork in the road moment again. It's like now I have to die to myself and, and do what Jesus says or I'm going to do what I want and die to Jesus. And, and I don't want to die to Jesus. So Jesus, is it, if this is what you want, my answer is yes. In fact, Jesus, to any question you ever ask me all of my life, the answer is yes. It just is. So you may not like to be in front of people and, and you may not like water. I, I understand that. But, but if Jesus asks it, you can do it. The order of baptism is, is important. We call it believer's baptism because it's for believers. And, and in the scriptures, um, there's not a child who was ever baptized. You will not find in the Old Testament or the New Testament one example of a child being baptized because, because baptism is a willing dying to a dying world and, and there has to be an exercise of the will, so there has to be a personal choice. And, and an infant can't choose. A child can, and an adult can, and you can. But there has to be this crisis of faith, this, this meaningful, um, radical course correction that is, that is a complete surrender of your will. And, and so believers' baptism, the order is important. There are times where people go through a religious ritual, but they really don't understand what's going on, and there was no faith in Christ, so they got, they got wet in some form or fashion in some religious ceremony, but that there was no, there was no born again trust and and beginning of a relationship with Jesus Christ, and so all that happened was you just got wet. But when you say yes to Jesus, when you believe in Him and commit your life to Him, and 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 you let Him give you the gift of eternal life, the next step is baptism. Now you're a believer. Now you're to be baptized. And, and so I ask you, have you been baptized as a believer? This isn't something that you do over and over again. It is a one-time profession of faith, just like birth is a one-time. There's one time that we are born physically into this world, and that's it. There's one time we are born spiritually into this world. Jesus said you must be born again. And there's one time when we are born again spiritually. And when that happens, then you are a child. And, and sometimes people will say, well, you know, I, I believed in Jesus and I was following him. And then I left his way and, and I was baptized and I knew what I was doing. But I, 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 I rebelled and I've, I've lived 10 years without him. I, I want to be baptized again. You need to live your baptism today, but you don't need to, to, to be water immersed again today. No, no, no. What you need to do is in this moment, know that baptism is a willing death to a dying world. And so start your dying, live your dying, get busy and, and, and get back to the dying part so that the rising part can, can start to happen. And I, I pray that it makes sense. And no matter how bad or good of a job I do. It's got to be you and the Spirit of God 
just just listening and hearing and and yielding to to the truth of uh, of scripture so not a child was ever baptized but over and over again in scripture believers were in acts chapter 8 the scripture gives us the story of of uh, uh, the ethiopian eunuch he was this royal servant and and he's Riding along in, in, in a you know in a, in a in a cart and and he's reading scripture and he doesn't understand it and, and God sends a servant Philip up and asks him Do you understand what you're reading and the guy says How can I understand it if nobody you know explains it to me So Philip explains to him about Jesus and the way and what it means to be the the people who are done with sin and and then the man says after he believes Hey is there any reason I can't be baptized now and the scripture says immediately he was baptized. He professed his faith and, and, and he demonstrates the, the living order of this. You can't live baptism without embracing your willing death to the world. Living baptism is about answering the daily call to die. And so I want to ask you really two questions. Have you been baptized as a believer in immersion, professing your faith to the world. And if you have, are you dying daily? Are you living your death? Is, is your hard journey in this world, Jesus said it would be hard, but he also said it would be full of love and joy and peace. Is your, is your joyful journey uh, uh, through the heart of this world, is it a journey of dying to yourself deeply and personally? to everything that isn't Jesus, to every hurt and wound, to every human voice that is a distraction, to every rabbit trail that Satan would throw in front of you and say, hey, look over here. And you just learn to say, no, it's Jesus. I forgive because of Jesus. Uh, no, I, I'm gonna return your hatred with love because of Jesus. And, and you learn to die to yourself, to die to yourself, to die to yourself. And it is hard and it hurts and it costs and there are going to be times that you don't want to do it. But like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, you look up to the Father. You see his heart of compassion that is forever for you. And you give up what you can't keep in this world for what you can't lose in the next. Jesus continually offends our human pride and, and undermines human ego. And the question is, how am I going to respond to the offense of Jesus? What am I going to do with that offense? The only way out of our broken lives is by offering God a broken will. To let the brokenness of God on the cross somehow break my pride and my independence and my resistance and my control. And, and when that control evaporates, I just say yes. Jesus, whatever you want, live or die, hard or easy, known or unknown, whatever you want in my life, my answer is yes for the glory of God. That's the heart cry of every believer.
And baptism is the symbol of finally dealing with all the crappiness of the world and all the brokenness inside and all the incompleteness of, of life and all the failed promises of, of the things that we turn to and the people we turn to and, and, and dealing with all of the, 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 the incompleteness and failing of this world. Baptism is a symbol of finally dealing with all of that brokenness by surrendering unconditionally to the will of God. Baptism is a symbol of, of life dying in a dying world, but then of life rising in an eternal world. Acts 2.41 says, Those who accepted, accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to the number that day. It was just this incredible, you know, this incredible revolution that began 2,000 years ago with faith in Christ that has changed the lives of, of men and women and boys and girls for eternity. What about you? Mark 16, 16 says this, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. What does that mean? It, it doesn't mean that baptism earns your salvation. It means that if you believe, you will be baptized. Because, because it's not just going to be a one-time experience for you. You're going to live your baptism daily. This dying to a dying world and, and being raised through the glory of the Father to live a new life. This is going to be your daily experience. And, and the idea of being condemned, it just means that you're going to die with the dying of this world. I want to just invite you to a new life. I want to invite you to the greatness of Jesus Christ alive in you. I want to invite you to healing and wholeness. I want to invite you out of hopelessness and despair into hope and, and, and eternal success. I want to invite you out of loneliness into, into life with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, to life in a new family, to find a home in a church family. And, and yes, even in this, this, this hard COVID season, you can find a home in a church family. Before the resurrection happens, the dying comes. And today, I want to joyfully invite you into your own dying so that you can find the life that you will never find apart from Jesus. You can find in, in faith in Christ. Right now, we're going to give you the opportunity to act on what you've heard, to take a step to being baptized. And if you have been baptized, then the call of this new day and for the rest of your life is to get busy dying so that Christ can start living his resurrected life through you. I am excited to be on that journey with you.